Hello, and welcome to another episode of Murder, Myth, Mystery, Season 2. I'm Mary. I'm Eric. I'm Sarah. Hello and welcome, guys. And together we form Voltron. Oh, wait. Oh, wow. I, I don't think any of us knew the right sound to go, but we went. We did it. We went with it. We went, we, with we it. went for it. it. Yeah. Uh, just, I'm going to just go ahead and say we were winning. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think it was spot yeah. on. Yeah. I almost forgot to come in on the intro because that song, man, I just. It slaps. It's, <laughs> Slapping the bass. That's what I was saying. Slapping the bass. Slapping, Slapping the, bass, the bass, man. All right. What up? Okay. Oh, Lord. wow. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to be here for hey. us. I know. Hey. Hey. This week has been crazy. We had Friday the 13th. It has. We have the blue moon, and we just got done watching the eclipse. Yeah. Woo woo. Yeah. All my neighbors. The sun. My neighbors. My kids couldn't. Like, they gave no shits. Mm-hmm. But my neighbors saw me, like, walking around with a piece of cardboard and were like, what are you doing? <laughs> they thought I was the crazy nerdy lady. And then I showed them, and they were all really excited. And so we were all crazy nerds together. So at least someone gave a shit about my eclipse effort. Yeah. I was excited. <laughs> I think the pinhole cameras are a very fun so and cool. safe no, way to experience yeah. the, uh, awesome. the, the eclipse. So, yes. They'll, they'll enjoy I mean, it a I, little I, later. I completely burned out my retinas, so I can't <laughs> see anything now. So reading my story is going to be very uh, interesting. We got out my old vintage uh, Japanese pinhole camera. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so jealous. We got that out and was looking through it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's pretty cool. It was a little yeah. cloudy here in Utah, though. Yeah, a that, little. That, that kind of stunk, but I mean, it was still it was thin enough that you could still see the yeah. sun. Yeah, but it, it legit but... happened like right at ten thirty. Yeah, for real, <laughs> it did. Did you guys like notice all of the weird like shadowing and like I took a picture of my fence, which I know sounds so weird, but you can see like basically the images that the pinhole cameras make. They're like all over the fence and like all over the ground. Oh, really? oh yeah, send that to it's us. I want to see it. Beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I, I was again nerding out. Like here's my fence. Do 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 do. I look like the crazy lady. <laughs> I love it. Team. Eclipses are neat. Yeah. They, so they really fun. are. I mean, when you think about the odds of them happening, it's, it's very, you know, it's literally astronomical. <laughs> Every know, time yeah. I, I uh, am watching an eclipse, you know, obviously knowing how it happens, why it happens, blah, blah, blah. I always just go back to like olden days when people are just out doing their crops, doing their business, and all of a sudden this eclipse comes on. Like, what were they thinking? Oh like, and the world. Like, the world is the ending. God is mad at us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Eclipses, there's, that's our history. There's a that's lot of I'm things saying. like that, like, yeah. Yeah, people but, freaking yeah. out over an eclipse, a total eclipse of the sun or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Like, the world's ending. Mm-hmm. That witch over there did it. Hang her exactly. quickly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's obviously yeah. her fault. Yeah, obviously. obviously, always blame the witches. Speaking always of, of uh, witches, uh, we have some new uh, <laughs> we have some new patrons. Oh, okay. I don't know if they'll Welcome. like that. I mean, I would, but yeah, I would. Witches. Uh, yeah, we got three new patrons this week, so oh, I want to. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I want to welcome Yay. Cabrina Cuchel, our newest ten dollar patron. Cabrina. 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 Thank, Thank you. you. I love the name. Yes. Uh, and then Alicia Hill, another ten dollar. Ooh, 
thank you, oh, Alicia. Thank you, Alicia. And the last one, they just listed their name as Melina. Melina. Yes. Thank another you, Melina. Patron. So thank you, Melina. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my, my go to character in Mortal Kombat, man. I was doing the moves, too. Yes. Do you remember the Mortal Kombat oh, in the club the, the scene? Techno. <laughs> Techno oh, music yeah. that they did with that. Yeah, that song was actually yeah. pretty big. Yeah. So I will admit I raged to it. Yeah. Surprisingly. At, at Area 51. Breath, just no. like, oh, Area 51. Just a reminder, <laughs> you guys have a couple weeks left here to be able to get in at that. Uh, the discounted price for the $10 level is $8 through the end of October. So if you want to get in at the discounted rate for patronage, then uh, head on over to patreon.com and search for Murder Myth Mystery. And that's for old and new episodes. If you just want the old bonus episodes, which is 113 episodes of season one bonuses, that's $5. But not that does not include any of the new bonus episodes. So yeah, only the... Eight or ten dollar levels or higher go yes. with that, and I say or higher because we used to have higher levels, and so there's a few people that are still at that that higher level on there. So, yeah. yes. Hey, Sarah. Yeah. How was your uh, Taylor Swift concert part due? Oh my gosh, it was so fun, you guys! It was like I got so excited, I felt like I was going to the concert again. So this was the movie. So, yeah. Really? Yeah, like, correction, she did not go to the concert. I, know. I did not. I would love to go again, but ain't got that money. But uh, yes, Miss Larissa, who, you know, has hosted a few mm-hmm. times, a few of you might remember her. Mm-hmm. Winchester. We, Winchester. But we, uh, yeah, the very first, she killed it. She did so good. But yeah, we uh, we went and. <laughs> oh, this movie was like no, a I meant five Larissa, out of five. Oh. <laughs> Five out of five for Elf. But anyways, five out of five oh for the gosh. movie. Oh, my gosh. It was great. It was so much fun. And everybody, was, it was like going to a concert. People were like on their feet dancing and singing and crying and just having the best time. So it was, it was good. And well, then they had, oh, you guys, the best part, of course, I don't even really like popcorn, but they had this huge tub that had like Taylor Swift stuff all over it. So I bought popcorn and then they were like, do you want the edible glitter? And I was like, of course I want the edible glitter. And so it was popcorn covered with pink edible glitter. And like by the end, I went to the bathroom and my face was covered in pink oh glitter. And I was like, I'm very disappointed in you that you did not send me that photo. Oh my God. Oh. That's selfish. Looks and like rude. Sarah was getting naughty with the clown or something. Dude, yeah. seriously. I would have heard nothing oh. more after he said edible. <laughs> He's like, Do you want an like, edible? You yes. Me. Yes. Yes, I do. I'll take an He's edible. Like, He's like, glit- edi- yes. No, he's like, no, wait, no, no, lady, you're not paying attention. <laughs> you're like yes. flipping him 20 bucks. You're like, yes. But it's a gl- Yes, I yes. said. Yes. <laughs> stop, stop talking. Just yes. I'm just I mean, like he's all like, mellow. And you're like, Mary, I have nothing in it. It was just glitter. <laughs> like, placebo effect. <laughs> Let me you're be. like, it's the best. Well, it's the best. you know, um, she is everywhere. Everywhere, uh-huh. Miss Swift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, she's she on our when we're watching football. She's on my podcast that I'm listening to because it's you know. Oh yeah, Mary's Mary's become a fan of oh. listening to Travis Kelsey's podcast. That, in, the uh, that he's got. Oh. in the Heights, in the Heights, New Heights, New Heights with him and his brother Jason. I 
actually had listened last year. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually, it's a really well put together podcast. They do a really good job. It's very obviously football centric, you Mm -hmm. know, that they're talking about. But they also do a really cool segment on there. No stupid questions. No stupid questions. I think it's a a great. I think it's neat because of the people who aren't very familiar with Mm -hmm. with football that are listening and tuning in, you know, especially because now all the Swifties have been tuning in. So, yeah. uh, yeah. I'm on it. (laughs) So they, you know, they talk, you know, people write in questions that, you know, usually they would be like uh, kind of embarrassed to ask, but in this you know, circumstance, they're like, there's no dumb questions, so ask away. It's and I really asking, appreciate it right? as someone who likes football, loves football. You know, I have my two teams, the Niners and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But even, like, terms or reasonings why I didn't know why they did that. Like, mm-hmm. they really, truly break it down into a very simple knowledgeable oh, see, way yeah basic I need things that. Yeah, talking yeah. about certain defensive schemes or whatever else the different know. zones yeah people are asking what is a zone what does that mean a zone defense what does that mean what, uh, blah, yeah blah, 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 and right? like even jason learns something new he's like oh i didn't even know that like yeah. so it's Dang. It's, it's really cool and then they just recap you know their two games because they both play for the chiefs and the they actually go around the whole league eagles but like, then yeah. at the end they go around and do call outs for all of them so yeah. it's cool um, but yeah, I, I've liked the Kelsey brothers since, uh, I saw them on SNL. Yeah. They were, they were hilarious. God. And if you make me laugh, I'm going to be a fan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. And then I saw their new heights and I would get, you know, videos of that. I'd see it on YouTube and stuff and I enjoyed it. But this year I've been more active in listening to it rather than just letting it queue up and then getting caught up. But I'm glad Eric's been kind of enjoying. They're really mm-hmm. funny. Um, my favorite part was like someone wrote on their YouTube because it's also, you know, they record, record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, we're huge fans, but man, we wish you'd quit swearing. And they start laughing and they're like, oh, we've had this a couple times. And he's like, we really do try fucking not to swear so much. <laughs> like, just they drop like five, six oh F words like God. within like two minutes right there. And they're like, oh, whoops, sorry, we weren't trying to do that. <laughs> But it's just no, their it's, lexicon. It's like you know if you, tr- mean? yeah, if you try not to swear, you will inevitably just start swearing, and then you mm-hmm. start swearing because you just swore, and then. Oh. But um, I mean, I I appreciate her. I I won't say I'm a big fan. I don't own any albums or anything. Yeah, like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Which I is fair. the the only two albums I fully listened to were her folklore. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. love that because I can just like oh my god, it's so play beautiful. It. It's a nice chill. I can get through yeah. work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I will say she is a talented, talented <clears throat> woman, and the business mind on her, I am just in oh awe my god, of. I know. and I bring this up because she. A lot of people were pissed. Like higher up people, production companies were pissed because she cut them out, and she and her parents <laughs> went directly to. AMC the, theaters yeah. and made a deal with they them. They pissed. Yeah. And that's and going to give like, more leeway for other artists, I think. Yeah. And then I was telling you guys before the show, Barbie was a huge blockbuster this year. Yeah. And opening weekend was the strongest opening weekend. It had $160 million worldwide. Oof. And last week I was telling Eric, I read an article as of last week, um, Taylor Swift had sold a hundred million in pre-sale, pre-sale. tickets. Yeah, uh-huh. 
And so it'll be interesting to see what her numbers are. But yeah, she's just an unstoppable phenomenon. I saw her at her own concert release at the movie theater. And I was showing Eric. I mean, she was up dancing and singing like she has never seen this before. You know what I mean? And then I heard she's she added a blooper reel to it. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Like at one point, her microphone gets stuck on her dress. And like you can just see it in her face where she's just like fucking for real. Like, and this like is at happening. One point, one, yeah, and like one of her dancers is like trying to help her, and then there's like a bunch of bloopers of her just totally eating, sh- like just messing up on the dance parts, and like she just like laughs it off and is like, "Fuck it, who cares?" Yeah. You know, but yeah. she's just. Oh, I was I just showing love Eric her. one where her green dress like blew up in her face, and they were like all trying to get it off of her or something. But anyways, uh huh. She's she's a mega star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she's just, it's like, I feel like that woman could literally like turn anything into solid gold. It's like, oh, I'm going to sell some rubber ducks and I'm going to make a million dollars off of that in one fucking day. You know, yeah. just anything. Yeah. yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. To Mary's but point, no. I'm not a fan either, but I respect her because she is a singer songwriter. Yeah. She writes her own material. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, sure. and to your oh my point, God. The, yeah. the, the business mind on her and whatnot, you know. Yeah. It, 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 well, and I love made quite the career. Of her Eric herself. feels so I, bad yeah. for her, though, that she has to like hide in trunks to yeah, get out of her place. Sucks. I was showing she Eric how she gets, does. It's so funny. I was showing Eric how she gets into her own concert, and that's by going uh-huh. in a janitor. Yep. Like uh-huh. a big tote thing. I don't know how to explain yeah. it, but yeah. They, they like tote her in and it's like, oh my gosh, it's so Like funny. an affordable can, janitor thing. It's yeah. got like yeah, garbage cans, You can look it up on YouTube, yeah. but it is it is hilarious. And it's like a legit, like it looks like a maintenance person pushing her. And But I mean, yeah, you have to go through those hoops just at your own concert to do all of that stuff. I mean, I can you imagine just daily life? You can't do anything normal. Oh my God, you know I know. I mean? You can't go, was, you can't I, just go to the movies. I or heard whatever, that, you know, you, uh, to be her friend around her, whatever, date her. Yeah. It's like a 20 page NDA. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to start start doing doing that. that. (gasps) Jinx. You owe me me some cocaine. Oh, wow. Hey, uh, just real quick. We, I wanted to mention, um, our kitty Ziggy. Uh huh. He has become a little thief. Yes. Uh-oh. He is a kleptomaniac. Uh, so <laughs> here, in, here, in the, here in the studio uh, where we record, we've got a little, uh, just a ring camera set up to, you know, for security in little here or whatever. house curio and, and next to it is a cute little, yeah, curio thing with uh, shaped like a little house, like Mary said, uh, that's got cute little ghost things on it and stuff that Mary collects. I love it. Super adorable. Well, Ziggy has figured out how to get up on top of the shelf up there and <laughs> he steals Mary's things and takes them upstairs like he carries these things in his mouth and takes them upstairs. And one of them was a little easel that is like a four inch long easel. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not heavy by any means. Obviously, it's oh, tiny boy, little, yeah. just lightweight wood thing. But he carried that thing all the way upstairs. But he also oh, takes um, I, oh. so about the size of your thumb. It's a little uh, little jar, a little jar with a cork on it. You know, little witch jars. That's what I call them. Yeah. But anyways, uh, it's got like a little ghost in it and some herbs and stuff. And he carries that up so gingerly. He he plays with my Lego ghost from the Lego movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he it's so funny. And when he triggers the security cam, we'll sit there and watch him. But he sits there so cute. Stares at him and like delicately like picks him off and chooses and it's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Yeah. My God. I think I've mentioned this before. Like when my girl cats who are now like 14, actually they turned 14 on Halloween because they're Halloween kitties. But when she was a kitten and I lived in a loft apartment, but she would go upstairs. I would find like socks piled up at my door when I'd get home and she would like bring socks down. But then like I would have friends over and she would start like she'd find my bras and like this little kitten coming down with my bra in her mouth. And it was like <laughs> dragging a bra down the hallway. Yeah. And she did it all the time. And it was just so funny. Like oh I was like, dude, seriously. If you start getting into my naughty drawer, we're going to have some conversations. <laughs> <laughs> like, All of a sudden, you just hear <laughs> coming down the stairs. I'm all, uh, 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 that's uh, my toothbrush. Right. Clearly. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Toothbrush. Right. Woo. Dodge uh-huh. that bullet. Uh-huh. All right. Woo-hoo. Nobody yeah. saw what that was. No. Nobody has any idea. So discreet. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a klepto cat. So, we have to keep an eye on him. And then um, I thought you guys were going to tell me that you guys got him a brother or sister. Oh God! Oh. Remember the, the the thing told us no. Let's ask uh, Rick. No. Should we take this back? Rick? To Rick? Let's ask Rick for yep. for the listeners. Uh, we introduced Rick on our bonus episode last week, mm-hmm. and uh, I was asking. The theme was cats, mm-hmm. and yes. so I was asking Rick, which is a magic talking eight ball, if we should get <laughs> so another good. cat. And, let's ask. Um, he said decidedly no. Rick. Okay, but, th- but that wasn't the right cat. Yeah. I'm thinking Hudson might be the right cat. Really? Oh, okay. Let's okay. find out. Rick, let's ask Rick. Rick, should we get a new cat to our family? Everything indicates yes. <gasps> oh, oh right my gosh. Okay, and, and know, that's the end of the show. I got to go fill out some applications. She's got to go get the cat. No, oh listeners, God. if you want to send us questions to ask Rick, that's... Ask oh, yeah. Rick. <laughs> you got a question to ask, ask Rick? Ask Rick. Like, Rick is very smart. Very Shoot. yes, no questions. Well, now we've got, the, uh, we've got a few segments that you can write in about and whatnot. So. Creepy Encounters. Yeah. yeah, Sarah, why don't you tell us those again? Yeah, so you can send us your Creepy Encounters. It doesn't have to be like ghosts or it can be like creepy people. Just anything stalkers. creepy. <laughs> stalkers. Yeah, just or like just a weird... I mean, and it Creepy can be encounter with Sarah. Well, anything. I got a few. Yeah. Oh, boy. Dude, I just because I camp out on your front lawn and I have for the last five years, <laughs> that's not that weird. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I throw you some gets, stale bread here and there. Like you duck. do. You're very generous. I know. I'm like the little ducky. Like, feed me. No, you're not supposed to feed ducks bread. Yeah. So. No, that's actually a fact. Yeah. I know. I. I take the dry, I just take like oatmeal, like oats, and that's what I feed ducks. But you can do like frozen peas. Yeah, they love peas. Really? Take, yeah, take care of our duck friends, guys. Don't fill them up on bread because it kills them. Yeah, that's bad on, that's hard on their tummies. It's really hard on them. You know what else is cute that I learned about this week? What's up? It's called the leaf sheep sea slug. Say that fast. The leaf sheep sea slug. Oh, nice. Thank you. And it's adorable. So, Sarah, look that up real quick. Oh, my God. I will post a photo, but he is legit. He looks like a peacock cow. (laughs) Thank you. That's what I am. (laughs) Legit. Okay. Oh, my God. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. I tried to 
kidnap. I found a jumping spider in my uh, garage and I was trying so hard to get him on my fingers so I could make him my pet, but he mm-hmm. was just not having it. I was like, okay, little guy, I get it. But he, had, I, like, he was so cute. Little green like, oh, eyes. I, I found one in our house yeah. and I tried to capture it. And I like put um, some paper. I was going up on the wall, right? Mm. To get yeah. the paper. And then I had a glass clear glass of mason so i could um scoop it and see it yeah yeah. and uh the thing jumped and when it jumped like your your trigger reaction is to also (laughs) move and so i also jerked back dropped the glass the paper went everywhere and he went into the food and so i was like trying to find him in the 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 kitten food oh no and i was like oh (laughs) all right well enjoy your life in the garbage (laughs) no yeah it's like like okay yeah well they're in my house i just let them be i'm just like hello little spider I but i desperately i, was just trying to, I wanted to oh entice God. him with a new terrarium home right yeah i'm sure that that's exactly what he wants it's a terrarium <laughs> he didn't He's know like, what let he me wanted see. i have this huge house or i go right. into a terrarium. a terrarium that is decorated with jurassic park <laughs> whatever not that's not scary him. at all i hope he's enjoying his garbage home Mm-hmm. He probably is, to be honest. Sarah, did you watch Hubie? Oh my gosh, I did it. It's so funny. Okay. It was cute. It's cute. So it's uh, so cute. Uh, it's very Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Oh, the recommendation but, came in from our listener Kathy, and so we watched yes. it. And just if you don't know what it is, it is on Netflix. I would say teen friendly. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's it very much has a feel of early Adam Sandler oh, stuff, yeah. but not nearly sure. as nearly like, as uh, risque as some kid, of it or whatever. Yeah. I would let yeah. my kids watch it, but they wouldn't get the humor. But you know, it's like it's that benign where they could sit and watch and be like Halloween. Woo! It, it's really yeah, it's it's mainly geared, I would say, to like young teenagers and whatnot or whatever. Yeah, you know, preteens and and teenagers oh my gosh. and stuff. But it, guys- it's cute. I actually did enjoy it. I know this is my uh, second oh, time so watching funny. it, and I don't remember the first time, so I probably had a lot of birthday. But uh, I really did like, enjoy it this time. It was the funny. The t-shirts <gasps> that the mom and His her friend always... <laughs> I That's going to be me and my dying. own wife. Oh, that's going to be you and me, Mary. Uh, We're walking around. I'm trying to think of like... Buffs diving school. And oh, my like God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kayaking, let's get wet. wet. Uh, I get yes. wet. Can I, can I, can boner I donor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boner, boner donor. donor. A, uh, I shaved my boner? balls for this. Yeah. <laughs> we got them for 50 cents at the thrift store. And that is I a was... good deal. Oh, my God. I was... I'm going to tell you right now. laughing. Um, like, oh, my so, God. I mean, I definitely need his Swiss Army thermos. Mm-hmm. Like the thermos. A couple of them. Uh, like when, the, when he breaks the, oh, sorry, when he breaks the window and he's like, I got it, mom. And his thermos has a vacuum. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's oh, all ridiculous. God. It's so funny. We have um, Adam's friends. We have Kevin James, Rob Snyder, uh, Julian oh Bowen, God. Tim Meadows, uh, Maya Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. And... Homeboy, uh, Steve Buscemi. Of course, you got to have Buscemi. Yeah. And Adam Sandler. Oh my God. So a little Always. fun fact on that: Steve Buscemi is actually wearing, if not similar, 
I mean, if not the same thing, if it's very similar, but he has his comb over from Billy Madison mm-hmm. and he's wearing the blue polo shirt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm uh-huh. glad I called that guy. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> my next tattoo. I know. I was just going to say, we still got to get our Steve tattoos. <laughs> um, and then another, I mean, it, it was a little, a lot of Easter eggs for the old school Adam Sandler fans in there mm-hmm. from his uh, water boy similar talking pattern you know yeah kind of canteen yep. boy from snl yeah. Yeah. yeah um you also have uh if you noticed when he's riding his bike <laughs> the dodging scene the dodging of oh. everything that they're throwing oh my at gosh. him <laughs> that's my favorite part laughing. always every time but he refers Cry to laughing. them the bullies as o'doyles o'doyles yeah. which is a uh-huh. callback to the billy o madison bullies billy madison, yeah, yeah, which yeah, were yeah. o'doyles yeah o'doyle rules o'doyle rules oh. oh someone just let a silent one in here it wasn't me it wasn't so. me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a was. good movie. I highly recommend. Um, check it out. If you're an old school Adam Sandler fan, you'll for sure appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I don't know how many. How many? Uh, I'd give it three. Three. Three out of five. Mm-hmm. It's slashability. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd give it three and a half. Yeah. I was going to say three, yeah. three and a half. I'll take it three and a half. Yeah. It's fun. I, it's I mean, a- it. It made me laugh my ass off, so I might even boast four out of five. Okay. Like I, re- I love the laughing. It just it killed me. Yeah, it, like, it, it's a funny movie. It, <laughs> it's it so is. It, it, funny. it does. It, it is a little long. It feels like at, at certain points, it's almost two hours long. Yeah, uh, the movie is, and for a comedy, that's kind of long. But um, yeah, but yet they kept the pacing okay. Pretty good, except at one point yeah. we're like thinking it's nearing the end, and we pause it. We're like barely past the halfway oh, mark. We're like, sure. oh yeah. wow, okay, there's still a lot of movie yeah. left in this thing. Not that we were complaining about that. I don't but, think I would have realized though had you not paused it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I yeah. think the pacing is really good for the movie. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of little different twists and a lot of little story yeah. plot lines. And uh, real quick, Shaq. French kiss. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the whole time when you're hearing the DJ talk, you know, the sultry voice. Um, yep. Oh I was God. like, I know this voice. Like, I know, who is this? Who Who is this? And then when you see who the actual DJ is, I was like, nope, not the person That's I was imagining. not what I was no, going no, no, to guess. No. no. <laughs> So funny. Mm-hmm. That was a good Ugh. time. So thank you again for the recommendation. Yes. And I will be watching it again. It's funny. Um, it's yeah, a good think, background movie, you know? It's a good one for the kids, like you said. You know, good annual exactly. Halloween one to throw on. It's yeah. family friendly. Yeah. And I mean, it's fun because I always love the costumes. And there's a plethora of costumes always. and decorations Yeah, there are some good the, costumes. The Cleopatra costume, like right towards the first. Yeah. It. Eric lost his shit at... Um, the lady with the black cat <laughs> when Adam oh Sandler God, saved yeah. the cat and then Julie <laughs> Bolin uh, Valentine rolls up and oh. threatens her and the cat's like, huh? Uh-huh. The, <laughs> the cat big old eyes, eyes oh on the God. cat. It's yeah. like, yeah. So funny. Good time. Uh, thank it's you good. again, Kathy, for the recommendation. Yes, Kathy, loved it. This upcoming movie is um, Halloween, the OG. The OG. The OG. I know. Yeah. 1978. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that request is from Tina. Ah, thanks, Tina. Yeah. Uh, Tina, we're going to love it. Yeah. Classic movie filmed right here in Utah. Yeah. Keep in mind if you have a Halloween or slash October movie, come and post it. Send us an email and we'll. 
we'll take a look at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Very excited to watch yeah. that one again. It's been a while since I've seen the original. I worked with uh, one of the guys who was the kid. Oh, one of the kids in the movie yeah. or whatever? I think it was oh. the the flashbacks. Wow. Mm-hmm. They actually came to my parents' house for Halloween 5, and they wanted to film, I guess, I haven't seen Halloween 5, I'll be honest. Neither have I. But um, they wanted to use my parents' house as, like, the good house, like, not the scary house uh-huh. or something. Ah, but okay. we we declined that, oh. that. But they filmed, it was a house right by my elementary school that they filmed, like, for the scary house. It's a beautiful Victorian house. But I remember them filming for the longest time, and it was always fun to kind of like walk by and peep on what they were doing in there. So yeah, Salt Lake's got this this neighborhood downtown that they call the Avenues. Uh, I grew up there, and that's where Sarah grew up exactly. And it's, uh, <laughs> I grew up half my life up there, and then we moved. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a really pretty area, but the houses are are just super Old. cute up there. Yeah. There's a lot of cute yeah. bungalows, and there's a lot of cute uh, Victorian homes and stuff like that. We it's, lived over on Cherry Street. Yeah, it, 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 they call it the cute. Avenues because it's the only area of the, the valley where everything is actually called an avenue they're like avenue a avenue b avenue c whatever uh-huh. right and uh so yeah yeah it, it, it's a really interesting little quadrant of the city if you will or whatever but mm-hmm. it's, it's just a it's classic gorgeous. little area yeah it's yeah. outside of my price range uh to live up there yeah. Again, i don't think Sarah's i would want rich. to live there in the winter time though because was those, rich those hills <laughs> man. my father is rich oh, wow those <laughs> that's correct those hills though man i would not want to live up there in the winter time oh, it, it, was, no. it was oh it was terrifying to drive because you just it was like common law you just anyone going downhill it's like you just gave them the right of yep. way because you would hit you'd ice over and... to the slide. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's hard to explain, but Salt Lake yep. is kind of nestled in a little, uh, little thing of mountains right there. It's, so it's, it's kind of where a mountain sticks out yep. uh, a little bit from the the mountain range, and so it, it's kind of nestled right up against this. Those these... rich people are like, we want those views. That's, yeah, we want like the views. So and the, all yeah, of that. the, uni- the uh-huh. view is tucked right into the corner there and everything. Yeah, they, yep. they've got the really good real estate in the corner, but the avenues are right next to that, and uh, yeah, it's. Right I would up move the back mountain, up so. to the avenues. Only to live next to the cemetery. Oh, I love that I love cemetery. That cemetery. Right. Yeah, that's I know right that's by right by, my by your house. Dad's yeah. house. I you had a, a little view from, yeah. I know, I had a view from my bedroom window of the cemetery, actually. Oh, so you got to see all the zombies when they'd come out then. Oh, uh, sure did. If you're a new, bon- uh, new patron and you join the upper echelon group, there is an old school uh, video that we did a tour of there. I was wondering, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And you also get to see me distracted by a squirrel. Legit. It's true. <laughs> Just in the middle squirrel. of my... I'm like... Oh. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being my friend, guys. Oh, hey, what so segments do we good. have for today? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, we, you know, we each have a couple of them. So today I thought mm-hmm. I'd start off with a little bit of idiomania. So this time I thought we would take a look at the word blockbuster. Blockbuster. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So now it's a word that gets used a lot and pretty much nobody really stops to think why we say it. Of course, when you hear the word blockbuster, one of two thoughts will usually come to mind. A, the now defunct video rental store chain that once ruled over suburbia with a store always located within a five to ten minute drive of your home. 
Hey, I found my card, by the way. Your Blockbuster card? <laughs> yes. Nice. I found that video oh, that I never returned. that in your time capsule. <laughs> That's why they closed. Because I never returned that video. you would have paid your fees. I know. Oh, my I God. Know. We could still be renting videos. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Thanks a lot, Eric. Jeez. Thanks. Just, or B, a highly successful Hollywood movie production would be mm-hmm. the other term for a Blockbuster, Stop. right? So at a glance, the word doesn't really seem to have anything to do with movies. So where did the term come from? Well, like a lot of words and phrases, it has its origins in death and destruction. In this case, World War II. During the war, the German armies were absolutely pummeling Great Britain with wave after wave of air raids. The Germans had some pretty sophisticated weaponry at their disposal. But it's not like the British were helpless either. The Brits knew that if they were going to fight back against the Germans, they would need to come at them with some serious firepower. So they developed a giant bomb that was basically just a metal cylinder packed with high explosives that weighed more than a ton. When dropped on the enemy, the explosion was so great that entire city blocks would be completely leveled, which led to the bombs being nicknamed as Blockbusters. Oh. Get it? Oh. They're quite literally busting the block. Not just a clever name. Right. Sometime after the war, people started to refer to a successful movie as a blockbuster because, well, it was a big hit. Much like the bombs were literally doing. In 2017, one of these bombs was found intact, embedded in a neighborhood in the German city of Frankfurt. Approximately 70,000 people had to be evacuated so the authorities could dispose of the weapon. Wow. Yeah. And that's pretty scary, some 70 years later, to find a bomb sitting in your backyard or something. Well, how many, like, uh, landmines are there? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just to uh, piggyback on that real quick here, uh, speaking of World War II, cost an arm and a leg. You've all heard this saying. Oh, Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, it goes back to World War II when U.S. soldiers were returning home, many of them missing limbs from wounds acquired during the war. So when people would ask what the price of war is, Many of these wounded oh. soldiers would respond with an arm and a leg, since that is what they physically gave during the war. This, of course, was a high price to pay, and so the term took on a new, less gruesome definition, meaning that something is expensive. Oh. I don't like the origin of that one. Yeah, it's pretty that sad. Makes me that makes me sad. <laughs> so, yeah, be a little more, uh, maybe we should be sensitive. a little more sensitive when saying cost an arm and a leg, you know, yeah. for oh, our veterans. Oh, my gosh. So, thanks, Vets. Yeah. Thanks, Vets. You guys are the best. So what oh else gosh. is uh, happening? Wow, who, who, thank you. Who, who do we have next? We got Sarah, right? Sarah. It's me. So I'm going to introduce a new segment, guys. Oh. I'm excited. Yeah. The name, it's still kind of being worked out, but I, I think I like it. I so. thought it was Topless Tales. <laughs> oh, Topless <laughs> Topless story, it's going to be titillating tales by Sarah. That'll come later. Topless titillating tales. Yeah, they're going to be titillating. <laughs> anyway, that that's for another show, everyone. Oh, that's for Today, the YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> that's for my OnlyFans page. <laughs> Correction, you pluralized yes, it again. Yes, for OnlyFan. OnlyFan. Only fan. Only fan. <laughs> Ma- Mary pays me well, though. So. <laughs> I, I got in at the dollar level. So. <laughs> yeah. I've currently made five dollars. Nice. Long time fan. Nice. Long time listener. Okay, you guys. <laughs> also, speaking of our coin oh phrase, God, titty kitties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah and I did find a bra that we're going to get matching bras that are like oh my mesh, gosh, they're kitties over. 
the titties mm-hmm. or little kitties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's all. Titty kitties. There you go. Titty yeah, everybody, you're welcome for Band that name. information. <laughs> oh, can I be the drummer? Anyway, yeah. you guys, back to my segment. Yes. Here we go. So mm-hmm. this is the menagerie of morbidity. Okay. So wow. I'll be talking in this one about. I, I I hesitate to use the term freaks, but we're going to talk about people with the you know different qualities. And so I'm going to start. <laughs> so you're <laughs> trying to say freak show. Okay. Your school freak uh, shows. I don't want to yes, call them freaks, gonna, but they're I'm talking free. about freaks. I'm talking about freak shows. Showy I'm going to talk about people. all that good stuff. Okay. So, all right. I like it. Again, with how I've kind of started with my other segments, is I'm going to do a brief history lesson for y'all here. So let's jump in. The phenomena of sideshow freaks drew huge crowds in the 19th and 20th centuries, including the likes of Queen Victoria. The beginnings of organized freak shows and human oddity exhibits date back to the reign of Elizabeth I in the 16th century. But these sideshows truly took off in the Victorian era. As a burgeoning public interest in medicine and science brought audiences out to see weird and sometimes grotesque displays of our varied anatomies and biological curiosities. The phenomena of the freak shows would sweep the United States and England. And I mean, we know like every back in the Victorian times, obviously, people were fascinated. You know, they would watch surgeries. They would watch... Mm-hmm. Hangings, people, executions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were into like, some weird dark stuff, yeah. Ships setting yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, waving at ships sailing away. Exactly. So... As we know, though, as science matured and the unknown better became known, freak shows would disappear into a dark fold of history. So in the United States, famed circus proprietor P.T. Barnum, got to talk a little bit about this man, added so-called freaks or biological anomalies to his traveling show in 1835. Anyone with a marketable disability, deformity, or otherwise oddity was added to his menagerie fairgrounds provided the most popular venues for sideshows and animals of extreme size or a human-like talent because it was the main draw barnum opened a human curiosity exhibit in 1841 at the american museum in manhattan after a fire destroyed it, he founded P.T. Barnum's Grand Traveling Circus, and in 1881, James Bailey and James Hutchinson assumed partial ownership. Mm-hmm. By, yes, I mean, anyone who's seen, uh, oh my gosh, what, what is the, <laughs> I, no, anyway. Showman? Yes, yeah, I was going to say Hugh Grant, I'm all wrong, no, the okay. Wrong, wrong Hugh. <laughs> wrong Hugh. So by 1887, the show was called Barnum and Bailey's Greatest Show on Earth. They gave fame to people like Chang and Ang Bunker, the original Siamese twins, General Tom Thumb, a distant relative of Barnum's, who stood at just three feet when fully grown. Annie Jones, the bearded lady, William Henry Johnson, or Zip the Pinhead, and many others. So experienced showmen like Barnum knew that to draw in the crowds, the story behind the attraction was more important than the attraction or sideshow freak itself. Quote, you could indeed exhibit anything in those days. Yes, anything from a needle to an anchor, a flea to an elephant, a bloater 
you could, ex- I don't know what a bloater is, but that's okay. just what we're calling it. A bloater. You could, ex- a bloater, you could exhibit as a whale. Oh, so it's like a bloated fish or something. I don't know. Uh, thinking, when I think of bloaters, I think uh, of uh, The Last of Us. I so. think of Undead oh, Island. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what they call the big the big uh, guys on uh, The Last of Us yeah. are bloaters. So, okay, yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, that, that actually tracks. It was not the show. It was the tale you told. Now, this comes from an English showman named Tom Norman. Norman was an English businessman, showman, and last exhibitor of Joseph Merrick, who was otherwise known as the Elephant Man. Among his later exhibits were a troop of midgets, a man in a trance, John Chambers, the armless carpenter, and the world's ugliest woman. So some famous sideshow performers like Dwarf General Tom Thumb distanced themselves eventually from the performances. For others, like Joseph Merrick, the Elephant Man, their deformities made life pretty unenjoyable, even if they did get a fair share of the profits by helping, um, by working for Barnum. So managers, Barnum included, likely exploited their performers, though some showmen like Tom Norman wholeheartedly denied this. He said, quote, the big majority of showmen are in their habit of treating their novelties as human beings, not like beasts. So he he felt he treated his people well. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, whatever made him sleep at night, I guess. Um, Oh, there's that judginess. Sorry, guys. Yikes. (laughs) Indeed, members of traveling sideshows often said they regarded their fellow performers and employers as a family. Accounts vary, but most seem to make a fair salary, probably more than they'd make working in in the regular world. As early as 1851, trading cards of popular quote, freaks circulated throughout England and the United States with all profits going to the performers themselves. By the 1940s, however, the display of sideshow, quote, freaks became a thing of the past. Various factors, including perceived exploitation, even though Barnum did tend to have a reputation for paying his performers well, and the event and popularity of television played a role in the sideshow's virtual disappearance by the following decade. And obviously, modern medicine had a huge part in that as well. Right, yeah. These suddenly their uh, ailments, if you will, are now ailments some of them or are treatable. Yeah, surgery. They're treatable. Or else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the performers of yesteryear do still attract attention both for their courageous spirits or heartbreaking stories. So there's a fun little thing to kick off my new segment guys i like it it's gonna be fun so yeah cool thanks sarah thank you you're welcome okay so um my segment i'm going to be going over i've already done before and it's medical oddities and curiosities and just Mm. dropping for educational purposes only don't use the below treatment Okay. Now, the last time I did this segment, I talked about tobacco and its weird uses in medical treatments. Today, I'm going to be talking about white rock, snow, pearl, nose candy, blow, and my personal favorite, toot. (laughs) These are all slang terms for cocaine. 
All right. No, we're not, we're not going <laughs> nope, down that road? Nope, come on. Nope, come nope. on. The best song about cocaine ever made. Come on. That's right. Cocaine was <laughs> once used regularly by medical professions. Uh, let's jump into the weird and complicated history. Cocaine comes from the coca plant, and this plant is indigenous to South America, Mexico, West Indies, and Indonesia. The coca plant is a tropical shrub that can get up to eight feet high. It grows cute little flowers that turn into berries. However, it's the leaves that are the source for cocaine. Oh, okay. Now, the leaves were used by people in the Andes Mountains and Amazon forests for thousands of years, okay? Okay. They chewed on the leaves to get an energetic high and increased energy. Others' uses were in tea and to use as hunger suppressants hmm. and as compress for your mouth. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. That makes sense. It's mm-hmm. a pain reliever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in the 1500s, the Catholic Church started rolling in through South America. And let's just say they had issues with the coca leaves. <laughs> Surprise! (laughs) Surprise, surprise. In 1551, the bishops were telling the Peruvian government they needed to prohibit the use of coca. However, it wasn't banned, but there was restrictions placed on the amount of land that could be used to grow the shrub. Mm -hmm. However, it wasn't until 1859 that cocaine was first isolated by Dr. Albert Neiman from the coca leaves. By the way, Dr. Albert was actually only a, a student at the time. Oh, doctor. Oh. I know. In quotations. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wrote and published a book in 1860 that got him his PhD. And this book breaks down every little step you need to take to isolate the cocaine from the coca leaves. <laughs> How to make your own cocaine. I know. <laughs> Which, by the way, he is actually the one who coined the term cocaine. Oh, okay. Now, about the same time, a French chemist named Angelo Mariani made a tonic combining Bordeaux wine and coca leaves. He called it Vin uh, Mariani, and he claimed this drink could restore health and vitality. Basically, mixing leaves in wine makes a cocoa uh, ethylene. A coca ethylene. Coca mm-hmm. ethylene, okay. Mm-hmm. Which is similar to cocaine, but longer lasting. Oh, so it's cocaine strong. Yes. Okay. Dang. The OG recipe had six milligrams of coca ethylene per ounce of wine, but increased it to 7.2 milligrams in order to keep up with the American market that is selling a pop- popular drink. We all know of, which I'll circle back to. Ah, uh, yes. So keep in mind, 7.2 milligrams is what they increased that to. Okay. Okay. So who was drinking this Vin uh, Mariotti drink, right? Right. Oh, it had its fans, you guys. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, such as mm. Thomas Edison, mm-hmm. Ulysses mm-hmm. S. Grant, Queen Victoria, and Pope Leon Thirteenth who was known to carry a hip flask to, uh, you know. Take a, take a nip? Take a little nip when he needed okay. it. And he said uh, he would use this to fortify himself in those special moments when prayers were insufficient. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yep, they all endorsed and sang the praises of the coca leaf drink. <laughs> Soon it was used as an anesthetic and was great for cataract surgery. 
as previous uses were ether or chloroform. Oh, boy. Right? Uh, Yeah. But for cataract surgery, those two options were not working because mainly they were making the patient vomit. Oh, yeah. So you can't hold still. And you can't hold still. Yeah, exactly. So they're doing eye surgery. So if you can't hold still... They just started performing the surgery without anesthesia. Oh, cutting your eyeball? So, with cocaine, though, they discovered if you soak the eye in a special cocaine solution, they could then perform the surgery. And that was really the starting boom for pharmaceutical companies and their claims as a miracle drug and cure-all. So, basically cocaine eye drops Uh that they're putting in your eye. Do some cocaine about it. Now, cocaine was used in toothache drops. And those sold for 15 cents a bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was found in cough syrup and cough drops. Cocaine was in uh, hair products because it helped with dandruff oh and soothes irritation for the scalp. It was used oh as a hay fever remedy. And you would combine this with sugar and milk as a cure. Wow. Okay. Oh. I know. In 1885, a U.S. company started manufacturing coca leaf cigarettes, an injectable cocaine solution, a coca cordial, and cocaine crystals. This company promised that its cocaine products would, quote, supply the place of food, make the coward brave, the silent to go, and render the sufferer insensitive to pain. (laughs) Okay. End quote. Wow. Employers distributed cocaine to miners, workers on plantations, construction crews, and factory employees as it was a way to increase productivity. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I got all this energy. I can get anything done I want to get done, mm-hmm. man. So now back to the popular drink, Vin Mariani. Well, if you have something good, there's obviously going to be competition. As previously mentioned, the United States was the one servant in that competition. Now, there was a very popular drink in Atlanta called Pemberton's French Wine uh, Coca, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, its fame just spread. Like, it was in demand. The inventor was Bet. John Pemberton. And when asked what was in the drink, he said, and I quote, it is composed of an extract from the leaf of Peruvian coca, the purest wine, and the co- uh, cola nut. It is the most excellent of all tonics, assisting in digestion, imparting energy to the organs of respiration, and strengthening the muscular and nervous systems. End quote. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a doctor. I know what I'm doing. It also has <laughs> 60 milligrams of cocaine per serving. 60? Now remember, Jeez. I said... The other one was 7.2. Yeah. Yes. There you go. That's how you get people hooked on your drink. Holy exactly. cow. Wow. He then states all these prior uses for it and how it's good for you. But then he goes on to be like, yeah, it, it's based off of, you know, the Vin Marigani drink. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So here comes hmm. 1886. Prohibition comes to Atlanta. And that means bye-bye to Pemberton's French wine coca, right? They put the, So you say a prohibition. Obviously, this is different than the alcohol prohibition that happened you know, in the yeah, 20th century. Yeah, there is a century. different prohibition that came through. Okay. So wow. anyways, Pemberton pivoted and replaced the wine with sugar syrup and then changed the name to Coca-Cola, the temperance drink. 
1904, America started to be concerned with the drug and made manufacturers remove the cocaine from its products. While the new stuff still has an extract, so Coca-Cola, right? Uh While the Mm -hmm. new stuff still has an extract of the coca leaves in it, it has nothing to do with the actual cocaine drug itself. Hmm. And uh, lastly, just a couple of few other mentions. Um, cocaine pills were given to German soldiers during World War II for added pep and energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Sigmund Freud started using cocaine to treat some nas- nasal liaisons. Oh, really? Yes. That's how you get a nice <laughs> hole know. in your nose. <laughs> I know, I know. Jeez. In a paper he wrote in 1884, he sang the praises of this magical substance. He gave it to his friends and patients to wean them off their morphine addictions or uh, to help oh with geez. migraines. In 1895, Freud was a frequent user of the drug and claimed it helped his depression. However, that same year, he almost killed a patient. Uh, he Ooh. diagnosed Emma Eckenstein with hysteria and quote-unquote, masturbation to excess. <laughs> oh, Which, side God. note, he thought was a mental illness, and this mental illness was the core of all addiction. Ah, Anyways, oh. the treatment was to cauterize her nose with cocaine. Oh, that makes sense. Then they oh did other surgeries to her nose, but they also left a huge mass of gauze inside <sighs> her. They later oh, had to no. retrieve. It destroyed her. It, like, beautiful young woman, it just destroyed her Damn. face. Um, but anyways, this kind of woke Sigmund Freud up to realizing his addiction and like kind of quit it from there. Maybe I should cut back on (laughs) the coke a little bit. And then lastly, in the 1980s, a smokable form of cocaine known as crack started sweeping the nation. Crack rock. Yep. Wow. There you go. Wow. Some uses. Again, great job. We do not endorse the use of cocaine. Just want to stress that. We do not endorse the use of cocaine for medical purposes or otherwise. So, do not put it in your eye. <laughs> yeah, definitely do not put cocaine in your eye. Please, please do not put cocaine in your eye. Good job, Aaron. Yeah, when I was um, trying to find, you know, I knew about the the lodges and yeah, lodges yeah, 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 yeah. and the drops and all of that, but I was like, cocaine enema. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know in my search You know history. they had them. They didn't. I could not find any. Really? Um, the only news well, I you know, saw that was tried it. to yeah. like numb your butt. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Wow. But wow. like no technical medical. Well, medical I mean, the name itself alludes to it being a painkiller. Mm-hmm. The the ain the a a i n e part yeah, of it yeah. exactly. means that it's painkiller. Lidocaine. So, exactly. Yeah. Lidocaine. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, it is a painkiller, obviously, but it all. You know, has other side effects with it as it's well. It's also a killer. <laughs> it is also a killer killer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, Damn. All right. Well, good job. Cool. Thank you. All right. So uh, I think it's time to revisit the other gods again. Yay. Yes. So some of you may remember the story of the Norse god Baldur, as I told you about him way back on episode 112, back in season one. So as you may or may not recall, Baldur was killed by his blind brother, Hod as a result of the trickster god Loki giving him a weapon dipped in mistletoe. Of course, Hod didn't know that Loki had done this, and he himself was killed as a result of this unfortunate event. The story of Baldur is one of the most popular stories in all of Norse mythology, but it leaves a bad taste in some people's mouths because Loki gets away with his crime without any punishment. Well, then again, this has always been a common theme with Loki, hasn't it? 
But as it turns out, Loki was actually punished for his part in the affair. It just happens in a different story. In the book of Gilfagening, in the Prose Edda, we are introduced to Loki's wife, Sijin, and their two sons, Vali and Narfi. In the book, the gods have captured Loki and his two sons as a result of the events from the story of Baldr, and they're taken to a cave beneath the earth. As a form of punishment for Loki, the Aesir changed Vali into a wolf, and he then promptly tore his brother Narfi to shreds. The Acer then took Narfi's entrails and bound Loki with them over, the, over three flat stones with a hole drilled in each one for the entrails to pass through. Once he was secured to the stones, the entrails were turned into iron. Then the goddess Scotty placed a large venomous snake amongst the stalactites that hung above the trickster, and every time a bit of venom would drop onto Loki, he would writhe in agony. Mm. And so his wife, Sijin, was tasked with holding a bowl over her husband so that she could catch the falling venom and spare her husband the pain and misery. But there was a catch. Once the bowl filled up with venom, she'd have to leave in order to safely empty the bowl. While she was away, Loki had nobody to protect him from the falling venom. Every time it would land on him, Loki would scream and shake so violently that the planet would shake. And this is why we have earthquakes. Oh. And in oh. case you're wondering, Loki did eventually break free from his bondage, and that was the catalyst for him starting Ragnarok. There you go. Interesting. Quick little Thank story you. there. Love it. Learn about Sijin and their kids, Vali and Narfi, and their sad end, of course. So, yeah, there you go. Sijin's not a, a, a big character in Norse mythology, but, yeah, she does come up every once in a while as being Loki's wife. But, of course, he... Being the gods, they all have, you know, extramarital relationships and whatnot, as we talked about before with uh, with his other kids that he had with the giantess. So, yeah. Yeah. With, uh, I love Hell it. and, and uh, yeah. all those guys, Yormagander and all them. So good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Love. That's interesting. The go. whole earthquakes and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I there didn't you. know that either. There you go. It's Loki screaming in pain, writhing in pain from the venom. Speaking of Loki, oh, Loki. I've really been enjoying season two of Loki. I I am going to start that tonight. I'm excited. It is really good so far. Yeah. It is one you have to pay attention to. Yeah, just like season okay. one. You definitely need to be. There's going. a lot oh, of jumping sure. into different, yeah. different times yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts happening in it in season two. Noted. And you know me, who can pay attention and do multiple things. Like the last episode yeah. of Loki, I was like, okay, close my book, put my phone down. Where are we? Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yep. really I hate it when are I, we in like, a 1978 McDonald's? No, exactly. <laughs> I'll seriously like start watching shows like that and I'm like, I'll, I won't even notice that I'm like doing 10 different things and then I'm like, I am so lost. I yeah. just have to start it over. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. job, me. So definitely uh, with Loki, make sure you have your, your attention hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that you're able to put your attention on. But it is really, really good. It is good. Just like season one. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy season one, you'll enjoy season two. So Love it. Woo! All right. So I'm doing another segment I haven't done before. Oh, so. wow. I like to call this extra, extra, read all about it. Wow, that's clever. (laughs) What do we have here? That was clever. It's my next title. (laughs) Basically, I'm going to just talk about cryptids in the news, things that have happened recently. All right. Oh, I like it. Okay. And I know that there's been a lot of talk about Nessie and all of that coming up, and this is related to good old Nessie. So, Mm. oh, yeah. All right. Let's see if it's something new to me. (laughs) <laughs> okay. You should have seen her head going back and forth when you were going oh, I, I, side my to neck, side. 
my neck actually cracked because I could like feel her moving. I, have, been, I have a major neck pain, but like it just went into it. Uh, I was like, ow, 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 ow. Instead of the giggity, right. giggity. Ow, 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 ow. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Wow. Okay. All right, what do you got so, a gathering of amateur sleuths at Scotland's Loch Ness over the week last weekend of August failed to capture any direct evidence of the fabled cryptid that was supposedly dwelling in the waters. But it did reveal one thing. Just how many people are still invested in Nessie's existence. <laughs> A the lot. quote quest was the largest Loch Ness monster hunting expedition in half a century which I think is pretty cool. That so pretty on cool. August 23rd, 2023, mystery hunters converged on the infam infamous Scottish lake to look for signs of the mythical Loch Ness monster. I mean, don't they know he's just taken tunnels and gone elsewhere yeah. right now? Like up in Canada Duh. about now. Yeah, he should be. Well, I don't Duh. know. I think he would Science. leave Ogopogo Pogo uh, or the, 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 the Oingo lake, Boingo. Oingo Boingo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's August Okanagan. 23rd. So I'm thinking Bear Lake for the raspberry yeah. season. Oh, you know oh, what? Right. Yeah. I am right. I think raspberry. you're onto something. The raspberries. Anyway, researchers tried to seek evidence of Nessie using thermal imaging drones, infrared cameras, and a hydrophone to detect underwater sounds in the lake's murky waters. The two-day event is being billed as the biggest survey of the lake in 50 years, and includes volunteers scanning the water from boats and lake shore with others around the world joining in on webcams. The exploration was headed by the Loch Ness Center, which is located in the former, I'm going to murder this name, <laughs> the Drumadook. <laughs> oh no, you're going to keep doing this, Sarah, until you get it right. The, uh, the Drumadukoit Hotel. Okay. That, Sure. As close as I could get. The which drum, is, dun, 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 dun. That's what I yeah. was getting. <laughs> the, the drum. But anyway, it's it, it's a hotel that was where the first sightings happened, oh, okay. which we'll talk about a little, which was in 1933. The manager of the hotel reported spotting the, quote, water beast in the mountain fringe lock the largest body of fresh water by volume in the United Kingdom and up to 750 or 230 meters, one of the deepest. So there you go. There you the go. story kicked off an enduring worldwide fascination with finding the elusive monster, spawning hoaxes and hundreds of eyewitness accounts. Numerous theories have been put forward over the years, including that the creature may have been a prehistoric marine reptile, giant eels, a sturgeon, or even an escaped circus elephant. <laughs> that tracks. You I mean, obviously. They love swimming in giant <laughs> lakes, you know. They do. Also a whale the, penis. A whale penis. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That it was just a whale penis that's swimming through the water he's like by itself. Swimming. He's like, oh, he's upside this? down with a big old whale boner going around. Okay. He's like, he's like, ladies, <laughs> check this out. Everybody's like, there we're not goes. impressed. <laughs> oh, geez. We're so many believe Kevin. this. <laughs> Many people believe sightings or pranks or can be explained by floating logs or strong winds or whale penises. Just kidding. But the legend is a boon for tourism in the picturesque Scottish Highland regions. According to organizer of the exploration, 
Some notable observations from the weekend included, quote, four mysterious and previously unheard loud noises from the depths of the lock and a, quote, giant shadow moving just beneath the surface spotted on camera. And I believe we mentioned that like last season Mm -hmm. a little bit. We talked about that. Anyway, a Nessie lover and affiliate of the Loch Ness Center, Alan McKenna, said in a statement, quote, we know the monster is elusive, so it is not surprising we don't have a concrete sighting, but we've all had lots of fun and proven the mystery lives on. As for what happens next, watch this particular area. So, I mean, they found some something with all their high-tech stuff. There's something I guess. going on. Maybe a fish. Some Who knows? thing. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. So McKenna also hopes that this exploration will spark new interest in Nessie and inspire a new generation of Loch Ness enthusiasts. I have to think so, that, he, that, he's, that it has something to do with the hotel guy originally, that he's just like, <laughs> man, nobody comes up to Loch Ness. My hotel's always got all these vacant rooms. Right. How do we get people up here? <gasps> I know, but now oh it's God. just, it's this, it's like their headquarters. So right. well done. I've got yeah. It. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool though. That Nessie there was, was the... just doing him a favor. Oh, maybe they're mm. in on it together. Oh. Yeah. Got a business arrangement. Fitty fitty. Fitty fitty. No, you know Nessie takes more. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm the goddamn star of this show. Travel expenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got to get Keep through those with tunnels the tunnel comfortably. You know. Yeah. Maintenance. It's expensive, man, and Bear Lake's far away. It is. It really he's is. Got to have his his raspberry income. Yeah. Like, got got to pay for those. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, extra extra. Read all about Nessie. I thought you were going so. to talk about, I mean, hello, Nessie. I've, I've got a tramp stamp of Nessie, but uh, <laughs> I do not. you do. No, I do not. <laughs> but I thought Can't you were going to talk, <laughs> bring up uh, the Bigfoot in the news that was sighted by all these passengers on oh. a train in Colorado. Oh, boy. That'll, I think, it, don't even get me started. Week, That's friends. not even news. Let's just move on. Mary had a lot of issues with that story. <laughs> She's like complaining to me. She's like, why would he be by the trains? I'm like, why wouldn't he buy be by a train? But, 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 that doesn't even make sense. I'm like, why Maybe wouldn't it make sense? Maybe the poor guy needed to get somewhere. No. Okay? His big feet were sore and he wanted to get on a damn Listen, train. No. 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 Okay. Well, I tried. I tried. It doesn't even make sense. I, I tried. saw that... Uh, uh, what's it called? I was going to say all a dollar. <laughs> That's a thing. Uh, Build-A-Bear is doing um, a Bigfoot now. Oh, they are. That's Little, cute. Old it, Sasquatch. Cute. It look, yeah, it looks so cute. But then I noticed that, that they did an old Loch Ness one, too. Oh, cute. I know. Oh, no. I haven't been to Build-A-Bear forever, but I'd sleep with those. Don't judge me. Um, anywho. Yeah. I'm up next. Yeah. You are all up right. next. I am introducing a new segment. Oh. Uh, but our patrons will have heard of it because we did it on our last episode. And it's called, I'm going to need your guys' help. Uh-huh. It's called Send Me an Angel. Ooh. Send me an angel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Apologies to your ears. It will happen every time. It will happen every, every time. time. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, Guardian Angels. Heroes, cool. cats, dogs. 
Um, my story today is about Robert Davidson, and he was riding his motorcycle um, back in June of 1980 on his way to visit his daughter. Suddenly, a thunderstorm rolled up on him, and he pulled over so he could put on his rain gear. All right? Okay. And mm-hmm. while he was on the side of the road, he got struck by a bolt of lightning. Of course. Jesus. Yeah, the 200,000 volts blew him right out of his boots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. EMTs arrived and started working on him. His vitals were barely there. Everyone at the scene assumed the worst. That's when a woman's voice came from the small crowd, yelling out that she had to touch the man. The crowd parted, mm-hmm. and there was a woman in all black carrying a very old Bible. The EMTs let the woman touch Richard. She started to pray. And then it turned into chanting, and then she started speaking in tongues. This happened a few times. Then she got up and walked away. Richard's vital signs instantly approved. So when the EMTs looked back into the direction where the woman had walked, right, she was gone. Um, They rushed Richard to the hospital, and he made a full recovery, although he was in a coma for a couple months. Now, a few additional things about the story. Shortly after taking Richard's vitals, when they first arrived, the power to the ambulance equipment died, which they had two backup batteries, and all the EMTs said this should have never have happened. They would always have power, right? Mm -hmm. And then I mentioned the woman disappeared. Well, there was a small crowd of onlookers, and on both sides of the road were just hayfields, nothing anyone could really disappear into. Like, even laying down, you're going to see a black in golden fields, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, speaking of this woman, half the small crowd saw her and half didn't. And this is including two of the four EMTs. Two saw her and witnessed her, and two don't even remember seeing her or anyone that looked like that there. Oh, Those who did see the woman in black said the dress length was long with a high collar and long sleeves. Her hair was pulled back in a tight bun. Now, as it turns out, not too far from this incident was a historical site called Acton Campground, and this is located in Acton, Indiana. It was built in 1859, and it once was used as a religious community. Now, there's also a tiny museum there, and they have some old artifacts from the religious community, and the description of the dress that the witnesses describe pretty much matches a dress on display at the museum belonging to one of the women missionaries that served there. Hmm. Interesting. And then I have one other short story. So this one involves two friends, and it was late at night, and the two of them found themselves at a red light, and while they were stopped there, the car just died. They tried to start it up, but the car just wouldn't turn over. They noticed that there was a gas station just up the way, so they figured they could push the car there. Now, where the car had stalled and to where the gas station was, it was an incline up a hill, okay? And the two were having a hard time pushing the car, A, out of the street, and B, to the gas station due to the hill. Makes sense, yeah. Suddenly, there was a man next to them, 
who came out of nowhere and just started helping them push the car to the gas station parking lot. Just as they got it into the lot, a car came speeding around the curb and blew through the streetlight. Had they not moved their car, they would have been hit, and at the speed of the car it was driving, Mm -hmm. it would have been bad. Okay. (laughs) Uh, They turned to thank the man, but there was no one there. It was just them in an empty parking lot. Send me an angel. <laughs> I I am fascinated by those stories. Amazing. Mm-hmm. They are. Good job. Mm. Yes. Wow. I love that, that brings us to the end of the show. This Ooh. is the end. <laughs> so, <laughs> that being said, hey, everybody, if you want to help support the show and, uh, you know, obviously you can become a patron over at patreon.com. We have a few different tiers that you can join on there. We've talked about those earlier. Uh, so check this out there. But uh, also, if you want to support us, tell your friends about the show. Yeah. Hey, just say, hey, you know, I got this podcast I listen to. You should check it out, everybody. Uh, yeah, say it like that. You know, really, really. Exactly. Strange. Really sell it. Yeah, really <laughs> sell it. Uh, check it out. Yeah, let your, you know, tell your friends. That's really how we get the, the our show spread around is through word of mouth. You know, we keep t- getting so many people to join. They go, oh, so-and-so told me about this show. Uh, you know, so thank keep you. that up. Thank, thank you, you thank so you. much. Thank uh, you. If you want to, you know, Support us another way. We have the coffee. You can buy us a cup of coffee on uh, coffee.com. So that's ko-fi.com. And uh, search for Murder Myth Mystery on there. Or you can just do coffee.com slash Murder Myth Mystery. And find us and you can donate a cup of coffee to us. The one-time donation. One time, yeah. yeah. So, hey. Or you can do it multiple times. Over and, yeah, you can donate as many cups of coffee as you want, but it's not a monthly thing. No, no. Yeah. And, uh, hey, we we love our coffee. So, uh, yeah, Mm. we, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, and as um, as we talked about earlier, of course, you can always email us as well with your story suggestions as far as the Dear MMM yeah. stuff and the encounters and anything else. Rick, that- do you want people to send you questions? Definitely no. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, oh. quit being lazy. Man, Rick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can send those over to murdermythmystery at gmail.com. You can ask yes. Rick a yes or no question. That's fine. Yeah. And then real quickly, uh, we posted crockpot posts last week. This week is for soups and stew recipes. On so Facebook. On yes. Facebook, if you have a recipe you want to share or get some new recipes. Uh, my bestie posted her red pepper soup on there. Mm. And oh, Eric even ate it. It's not mm. saying a lot. It was really good. Okay, I bet my kids would eat it. I suggest you check check it out, folks. Uh, We have a lot of members on there, and it's a very active page. We get a lot of people, you know, posting good stories and stuff like that. Uh, You know, funny little articles that they come across that kind of fit into our realm and whatnot. So we try to be active on there as well, as far as you know, commenting when appropriate. Trying to be better. Yeah, I'm trying to be better, but yeah, but uh, check it out. Find us on on Facebook. I posted my Dutch baby recipe on there. Just search Mm. Dutch. Baby, mm, Dutch oh, baby, baby number one. all right, you guys have a lovely week. On that note, say bye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.